This is Nigeria Daily. My name is Lilian Okazi. It's nearly two months since the abduction of passengers following an attack on a train traveling to Kaduna from Abuja. Since then, there have been pieces of information about the circumstances under which the abduction took place as well as messages from the abductors to the government. One of the latest was the bandits informing the government that they would soon start killing the victims one after the other if their demands were not made. Thamina Mahmood, one of the dozens of people abducted by the Boko Haram terrorists who attacked the train, gave an exclusive interview to Daily Trust, countering some of the information in the public space. Thamina, who was earlier reported by the media to have given birth in captivity, debunked the claim. Let's listen to her. They told us they were not after us and didn't need anything from us. They said all they want is from the government. But honestly, they didn't maltreat us. All I can remember is when they flogged the men once. From then on, they didn't harm any of us. They provided medication for those that were wounded and even injections. They gave food and allowed us to pray. The Boko Haram fighters also pray. They even provided hijab for some of us that didn't have one for prayers. They released me seven weeks. They didn't collect a couple from my relatives. I complained to them that my delivery time was fast approaching and I cannot deliver on my own. I have to undergo an operation. Then they said they would get back to me. Few days after, when they confirmed that I cannot deliver by myself, they decided to set me free. They even told me that my money cannot free me from them, but that they had pity on me and the situation I'm in and let me go. My appeal to the government is to look into the issue. They should look at how they pity me and freed me without paying a kobo. They should also look at their own situation and return their little children that are in the orphanage. I left many of them in pitiful condition, so the government should listen to them and resolve the issue immediately to save lives. Among them, there are people with diabetes, high blood pressure, and some elderly. And remember, you are kept in the forest for a long period of time. Even if you are not tormented, it will affect your health. It is not easy. Honestly, Nigeria is in a dilemma. I have seen it, I am a witness, and I experienced all that happened. Staying in the forest for months is not easy. This is the only country we have, and it is our vote that brought you to that position. We voted for you, President Muhammad Ubari, on the condition that you are a man of the masses. Whenever we complain, you will say you are negotiating, but we didn't see anything. When will the negotiations end? In our homes, we are not in peace. Outside, we are not at peace. We want you to do your possible best in the shortest period of time for the release of our people in captivity. That was Thamina Mahmood, one of those abducted by Boko Haram terrorists during the Abuja Kaduna train attack. What were the key points of the interview? How is she dealing with the trauma? The general editor of Daily Trust, Hamza Idris, who had the exclusive interview with her, tells us more. My name is Hamza Idris. I'm the general editor of Daily Trust newspaper, Abuja. She told me how the incident happened. They were moving calmly in the train around you know, the 6 p.m. train, and then suddenly they had a loud bang, and then later the train was grounded because it veered off the track, mm. and then that was um, followed by serious shooting. And before you know it, many of them were um, herded into the uh, forest, 
while some were killed by the terrorists. Okay, so um, what were the things she said that stood out for you as a journalist based on what we had and we heard when it first happened and now that you spoke with her? You know, on the day of the attack, many people, including media houses, said uh, bandits mm -hmm. um, attack Kaduna train. But she said after taking them deep into the forest, they realized that they are not bandits. They are actually Boko Haram terrorists. And they arrived at this because of the manner they treated them. They said, first, they were not manhandled. Secondly, they didn't even ask for any ransom. And then thirdly, they encouraged them, the Muslims among them, to observe uh, the five daily prayers. And then those that were injured, you know, they, they were being treated for her specifically because, you know, she's pregnant. They asked the kind of drugs she was using. Uh, they brought some uh, drugs, you know, she checked, she said none of those drugs um, uh, she was given by her doctors. And then they asked the names of the ones she is using and they went and got them for her. Yes, as time goes on, because they were sleeping on ground, you know, in the open space, but they got some trampoline. Later, they, they brought uh, um, some... Um, uh, blankets for them, mm. you know, and then warm clothes and all that. She said they were taken care of, they, they feed them, but they never asked them to call their loved ones and demand for ransom. So how did she look when you spoke with her? Okay, first of all, let's start with how were you able to get in contact with her? Well, it was through contacts. Mm. Um, one of our reporters, uh, relatives, uh, you know, reached out to him, Ahmed Mohammed, he's mm. in Bochi, and then he said he would talk to me. But for the fact that they are not in Bauchi mm. or in Kaduna anymore, I said, okay, I will go and see them. So I now uh, went and met with her, her auntie, and then her brother. Okay, so how did she look when you <sighs> saw her? She's frail. You see, there was an error by both social and legacy media. We all reported that she gave birth to a baby boy while in captivity. But I met her with her pregnancy. I asked Samina, this pregnancy, where? Where is the baby? She said they were all shocked, including the Boko Haram fighters. They were all shocked when they saw stories, photos on front page of national dailies, you know, social media and all that. They were asking that from where are these stories? So I think we have to try and unravel the mystery about where the story started. But you can see many people spoke. Yes. Uh -huh, and the story is what was carried. But she's still pregnant. Um, she told me that she's due for delivery. Any moment from now, she will deliver. But she looks frail, traumatized, and worried because her husband is there. I asked her, didn't you ask them to uh, also release your husband? She said, not only her husband, but, you know, young people there, an old woman, and almost all the abductees because she said they look, uh, they are really weak because of weeks in captivity and uncertainty. In all of this, based on their request, as a journalist, what do you make out of this? Do you see a way out of this anytime soon, especially with um, the role the government has played so far? So I, I can see a missing link mm. in the whole scenario because from my conversation with her, the terrorists said that the only thing that will, you know, convince them to release all those with them is the release of their children. They claim that our security agents, you know, some of these children who are as young as less than one year, 
they were being breastfed by their mothers. But they took them away from them. They listed their names, about eight of them, and they said they know where the children are kept, that they are in one of these um, children's homes in Adamawa State. So they said that is the only condition. They don't need any money. What they want is their children to be released so that they will also release the children in their custody, including the, the adults. They released her on compassionate ground, according to her, and then they realized that she will die. Because in her previous deliveries, she was, you know, operated, operated on. Oh, yeah. But this time around, they know, they tried, you know, they also have doctors. Yeah, based on our conversation, that because they, they were checking her, giving her drugs and all that. But when they realized that her due date, you know, is approaching, they said, okay, go home. But tell President Muhammadu Buhari and security agencies that we they cannot use force to get the people in our custody. Okay. So as a journalist, I think negotiation is, is key. They just have to meet and sort this out. And because you can see they, ha- they have started issuing threats. That was Hamza Idris, General Editor, Daily Trust newspaper. You are listening to Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust Online. You can listen to these and other episodes of our podcast on Buzzsprout, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio by searching for Nigeria Daily. You can also listen in on NAS FM 89.9 in Yola and Unity FM 93.3 in Joss. We'll be going on break. Please stay. <music> You are welcome back. This is Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust Online. You can listen to or download our podcast on Buzzsprout, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and TuneIn Radio by searching for Nigeria Daily. Before we went on break, we had a chat with one of those abducted during the attack on Abuja Kaduna train who was recently released, Thamina Mahmood. We further spoke with the Daily Trust general editor who gave us more details on the circumstances of her release. What does this mean for Nigeria's security? I put this question to a security analyst. I'm Dr. Huzagis, a security intelligence and investigation expert, consultant on terrorist networking behavior for West Africa and Asian countries. Well, I think it is a message to Nigerian security agencies as well as the government itself uh, that uh, there is a very poor commitment from the government. And um, at the same time that... uh, our intelligence is so porous because how do we generate that information and why are we not utilizing the generated intelligence towards addressing and uh, getting them rescued? So it is exposing the weakness of our intelligence and exposing the weakness of our incapacitated security agencies and security personnel. And it is also ex- ex- explaining the lack of coordination mechanism between the security outfits that we have. And it is very clear, it is giving a kind of um, an opportunity for the bandits and other criminals, the cowards that are in the forest and other places for them to be reorganized and also helping those who are providing them with their uh, own logistics and the other procurement that they are making that there is still nigeria is still so forest uh, they can use the enabling environment in order to mobilize additional arms and face the government because the government lacks the capacity and ability uh, to take to sit to its constitutional responsibility which is expected to be to provide security for life and property of Nigerians. One of their demands they made, because from the story, we, one of the ladies that was kidnapped was released and we just spoke to her. Now, from what she has said was, they made it clear that they don't want anything from, they don't want money because it's made it clear to her that her money cannot even save her. So they released her out of pity and her condition, she's pregnant. That what they want is for the government to release their children. They were arrested and taken to orphanages. Do you think they are on the right to request for something or the government should actually release what they want? 
this point. Well, I quite disagree with any information coming from the bandits that they don't need money. Because if at all, there is based on condition of health condition. I have a mother to a friend of mine who came back from UK on medical ground. And she is above 80 and she is still in the captivity. So if it is on health ground and all her drugs have not been purchased and procured for her. So who is procuring those, those drugs? And there are also other people who I know and whom we have evidence, proven evidence that they are in critical health condition and they, they need the drugs to be taken at least on daily basis some and some even uh, uh, twice a day or three times in a day and they have not been able to have access to those drugs. So I can't believe anybody to tell me that they are releasing the individuals they have been releasing on the condition of health. Remember, the managing director of the Bank of Industry, who is our friend that was released, they, they, made, they made mention that he was released based on his age, uh, based on the fact that it was Ramadan. Mm -hmm. So if it was a Ramadan period, why didn't they release everybody? And why do they have to release uh, uh, people that came from a well-to-do family? So if at all they are not interested in the money, if at all they are not asking for money, and if at all they are releasing those that they have, they have been releasing without collecting ransom, this is a brutal lie. So what is the way forward? I mean, how can this be nipped in the bud? Because it looks like we've gotten to a point where bandits and terrorists are negotiating from the government. And from the ladies' conversation, it seems like the government is silent. Is the government lacking somewhere? Is it that they've turned their eyes away? Uh, you know, I have made mention clearly there is an absolute negligence from the government. Mm -hmm. And the negligence gave opportunity to corruption. Corruption gave opportunity to make the bandits and other coward criminals who are in the forest to remobilize themselves with arm and, and ammunition and re-equip themselves. And I want to tell you, I have said it and I'm repeating myself, Buhari administration is never a serious government. Uh, you, you know, it is only when you have government with passion and compassion and commitment that is serious that will be able to manage uh, to allow just 160 or 200 kilometers at a maximum uh, to be uh, interrupted or to be taken over. Uh, look at the, the radius of the uh, kilometers we have in Nigeria. It means that if Kaduna Abuja cannot be secured, which is a constitutional responsibility of the government to provide security of life and property for every citizen and all five for Nigerians to move freely to, to wherever they want to go. But yet, because of the incapability of the Buhari administration, inability, a lack of commitment, because of the level of deceit, they borrowed huge amount of money that even my grand-grandchildren cannot be able to pay it. And yet, the, this money was borrowed in the name of providing security for life and property, but yet we are still having more wider gap, widening gap between uh, providers and the insecurity. The president has give, have given a, a certain instructions in the last six months. One, he made mention that anybody who is cited with AK-47 who is not eligible to have it, should be killed. Two, he has given instruction that the security agencies should go to wherever the bandits and other cowards are to go and destroy them. And three, he recently made a statement in Canada at the 58th anniversary of the Nigerian Air Force where he made mention that he has made a lot of commitment and he has given instruction for all these bandits and whatever to be dealt with. But yet, we have not seen any of his instruction being respected by any of the security agencies and by any security outfits. That was Ahmed Yehuza Getsu, a security expert. Will terrorism and banditry come to a complete end in Nigeria? We wait and watch. God bless Nigeria. And that wraps up the show for today. Thank you so much for listening.
To every voices we heard on the show, we say a big thank you. Niger Daily is a Daily Trust production, and you can download this another episode of our podcast on dailytrust.com, bossprout.com, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. You can also listen in on NAS FM in Yola, Unity FM in Jos, and Badegi Radio in Mina. If you intend to sponsor an episode of Nigeria Daily, or if you have questions or comment, or suggestions of topics you would like us to talk about, call us or send us a message via WhatsApp on 0913-893-3390. Or you could reach us via social media handle on Instagram and Twitter at daily underscore trust and on Facebook at daily trust. My name is Lilian Ogazi. Thank you for listening and bye for now.